1: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. We're back on Second Thought, episode 245. Brought to you by Hook'em.com and Bud Light. Said Golden back in the saddle with the duck. Kirk Bowles. Happy New Year, duck. We're running a little late on the old pod. Man, am I glad to be back.
0: Man, happy New Year to you. Uh, We survived the holidays. I trust Santa was good to you. Santa was great. Uh,
1: Had a smorgasbord of gifts under my tree spent time with the family and Tyler mom's doing great. And yeah, it it was a wonderful
0: Christmas better. Did you get some good pajamas or what was your best gift? Uh, What did Bev get you? Uh, I had cash, which is always great.
1: Always great. My mom dropped cash on me, which I didn't expect. Uh, Gift cards from the wife. Uh, yeah, we. It was just. It was just really wonderful. What did you score?
0: Well, I got some orange chocolate. You know, that's my favorite. You know, I'm a, a chocoholic. You know mm-hmm. that. And uh, I got uh, my wife got me a new printer. I haven't hooked it up yet. Look at that! Uh, Look at that! I'll take uh, the old one. I need uh, it. Exactly. Uh, got some slippers since I'm a grandpa. Man. So, uh, I'm a one-time grandpa, fixing to be two this month. So. That is
1: wonderful. Yeah. Shout so I- out to to Miss Lindsay and John Tyler yeah. upon the impending arrival. Number two, newest heir <laughs> to the Bowles estate. <laughs> kind of down there in the pecking order, but there's going to be enough to go around for everybody <laughs> in about thirty years when you die. Oh. <laughs> From your voice to God's ears, okay. Well, well man, let's let let's get yeah. to the really real. Uh, yeah, we that was a, the best championship game ever. We'll get to the year that was in our next segment, but we got to talk about Alabama, Georgia, and and how it affects us locally. The Bulldogs, just like I predicted at the beginning of the season, won the national championship, beat the Bama Crimson, 33 thirty three eighteen. And, Duck, the whole time I was watching it, I'm wondering, man, Texas is not anywhere near this level. How long will it take Steve Sarkeesian to even get to a college playoff, let alone win a national championship in Austin?
0: Well, let me put it this way. Those were the two best defenses in all the land. Can we agree on that? I I'm, I'm No lies detected. No lies detected. I mean, and boy, you talk about penetration by the defensive fronts and disruption, and those quarterbacks were frequently running for their lives and getting knocked down. I don't know if Bryce Young has ever been knocked down that many times in a game, maybe several games put together. But, uh, yeah, that defensive front of Georgia, you know, Jordan Davis and, you know, Kobe Dean at linebacker and then uh, Ringo on the interception. I mean. That was That was beautiful. Great. How, how appro-
1: appropriate to end a college football championship game with a game-clinching with, with a game clinching pick six. Yeah, uh, It was yeah. wonderful. And to watch Stetson Bennett with the tears flowing, man, that's what it's all about. I know money has a lot to do with college football now, but when you see the raw emotion on that bench, 41 years in the making, the Georgia Bulldogs in the winner's circle, if you didn't feel that duck, then you must be dead inside.
0: Yeah, it was it was an emotional. And I tell you what, coming off the, the NFL games the week the day before the finale, I thought it was about as good as NFL Sunday as I can remember. So much on the line, so much meaning, so much emotion. You know, that Vegas Charger game you know, or tie. It affects, you know, three teams. I mean, it was amazing. You know, as far as the championship game, I didn't think it was the most riveting game ever. It it wasn't the Rose Bowl. It wasn't Texas USC. It wasn't some of those Alabama Clemson classics, but it had so much built-in storylines, like Stetson Bennett, the walk-on, the the best defense. Is it going to be wasted? Kirby 0-4 against nick uh, 41 years between titles it was just so many great riveting stories and you could see the emotion in the uh, kirby running up and down the sideline i loved
1: it man i just absolutely loved that you know what i thought about oh duck isn't there, isn't there a guy chasing him that's making sure he doesn't run out of slack there's a guy right behind him right
0: yeah i never saw him he was i never saw the- him <laughs> Hey, I hope it's conditioning. Kirby made a lot to do about conditioning. In the, what about Kirby riding. jumping up five-foot high on the pick six? And that was pretty strong vertical, I'm telling you. So, And you know what's funny? Uh, you're talking about Texas and how far away they are. You know, I mentioned the defenses, and you don't build defenses like that overnight. You and I both know that. You better have the mm-hmm. culture. You better have recruiting classes stacked up and you better have development. And so you look at the, the All-Big 12 team, Said and I wrote about this in Wednesday's paper, Texas had zero players taken on the, on the first team, All-Big 12, or the second team. Unacceptable. Zero. And you look at, and I looked it up, Georgia had six and Alabama five on their first two All-SEC teams, Out and it was total 23 picks. So 11 of the 23, Came from Georgia and Alabama. That's dominance. How many? How many games did Bijan Robinson miss? One or two? Uh, wasn't it two and a half? I think. I want to say that. Uh, Yeah,
1: and I think if he had played one more game, he would have found a way onto that team.
0: Yeah, but we're talking defense only, you know, because you're talking. Oh, you're talking about defense. Just talking about defense. Just defense. Oh, yeah. Bijan made it. it, Xavier Worthy made
1: it. But well, we we know Texas didn't have a defensive guy on that team. There's no way. there's so no their way. defense
0: is just so far away from that level. And then you look at quarterback. Oh yeah, Alabama had the Heisman trophy winners coming back next year as a junior and picking them right have, now
1: to win it all next year.
0: Oh, they'll be number 1. I bet yeah. they'll be they got the best offensive player in Bryce Young, the best defensive player in Will Anderson, the linebacker was just a soft.
1: He was all over the place. Couldn't block him. They no. couldn't block him. They couldn't. At one point I kept going, I go, is he jumping off sides? And and one time I just kind of rewound it just to see, no, he just beat his guy every time. Yeah.
0: And for Georgia to overcome even that fumble, which I thought was a good call. Didn't you? Yeah. At first I thought uh, very
1: similar to the Bryce Young one, but that ball was coming out when Stetson was trying to throw it. It was, it was a very good call. I think the refs did an okay job. They they didn't they didn't figure into the decision. I think they did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And and Georgia didn't use uh, Bowers the the tight end as much as I thought they would. Not till
1: not till the end to the game yeah. to the to the touchdown uh, yeah. to put him up. Yeah, that right. that that was unusual because I followed them all year and he's been their number one option oh, in the receiving so game.
0: He's so good. He just, you know, he's preseason All American for sure. And this was as a true freshman. Uh, Do
1: you think Sarkisian's the guy? I mean, I mean, after watching this, this is an offensive coach, and we know that defense can can be a difference maker. If last night wasn't proof, then you weren't watching. Uh, The defense has dominated that game. Uh, Is Sarkisian capable of putting together a defense? And to that end, is the little general Gary Patterson, who just keeps showing up in Austin? Duck, is he coming? And if he is, how long would he stay? I would say not long.
0: Now, I wouldn't think long. I think he's got a lot of football left in his tank. so a lot of head coaching football. a lot of head coaching football. And uh, I, you know, who knows he's he's a different cat as you and I both know. So you know, reached out to him on the uh, Twitter and DM him, but he's mums the words. so uh, no, but he, but he, he could he but, he,
1: but he can DM you like twenty minutes after a game because of a tweet. <laughs> Come on, little gentle. Come on, did little general. I didn't say gentle. he's a different
0: cat. He is a different cat. But, but sometimes you know, when they're not talking, yeah, it speaks volumes. But here's the thing. You mentioned the defenses being dominant, and Kirby and Nick are defensive guys. But Dabo's an offensive guy, you know. He played wide receiver. He was a wide receiver coach at Clemson before he got promoted. And you look at Michigan, the other team in the Final Four, Harbaugh's an offensive guy. Uh, can't always tell it by his teams, especially his quarterbacks. But I don't know, I don't know if there's a real a winning formula that you know you got to have defense, you got to have offense. Because remember, some of those Alabama Clemson games were goodness, what 38 37, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. scores like that. So, uh, and this wasn't even Nick Saban's best team. No, I thought it not may have close. been the first team, you know, close, halfway yeah. turn the year, and then. And he may have done his best coaching job in getting them back because to lose 10 players, 10, to the in the NFL draft, six of them in the first round, and to come back and you're leading in the fourth quarter of the national championship game. I mean,
1: he's the greatest coach in any sport ever. I agree. Totally he's the agree. greatest, and he'll get number eight. He'll get number eight yeah, uh, eventually, next. probably next year. I loved – I don't know if you're watching this part, Doug, but when they show the coaches – uh, meeting at, at oh, midfield, yeah. you could hear the conversation. Right. Nick Saban goes, man, your guys kicked our ass in the fourth quarter. Congratulations. And, and Kirby goes, uh, how's Jameson Williams doing?
0: Yeah,
1: And Nick goes, I think it's an ACL. And Kirby goes, yeah. well, I'm praying for him. Yeah. That's class. That is class personified. Those guys know each other well. It's not. It wasn't a Belichick deal where he just hates it when his assistants beat him. Uh, Nick Saban was pure class. He made sure that 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 uh, his his players Anderson and um, Bryce Young got their flowers. Done yeah. Right. At at post game, he made them sit back down and he goes, "I want to acknowledge these two because yeah. they did great this year, and 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 we we didn't get it done, but they were wonderful, and I'm proud of them." So, uh, even in defeat, Nick Saban is is still, uh, you know, head, head over heels, the best coach, uh, the, the the best recruiter. And you might not like him, but, damn it, you're going to respect him because those numbers don't lie. Wait
0: a minute, wait a minute. Are you going to say he's human now, too? Is, no, is that what, I'm not is going that, that far. Saying? I
1: won't go that far because I don't hey, know that he's from this planet. I don't know. But everything,
0: everything you just said the last three minutes were, was dead on, and I agree with it, and I'm thinking – Oh my God is is Nick a nice guy now? I mean, no. It, he he looked. Didn't that look real? His genuine happiness for Kirby.
1: If he, he did, he's not that good an actor. I saw I saw the Blind Side. He's so not a good he was actor. Nice. He's being he real
0: mellowed in his old age. He's seventy. You know who knows? I mean, maybe I know.
1: Nice. I know from very personal experience that people that turn seventy don't mellow. That's all I'm going to say on that subject.
0: <laughs> enough said. And I'm not
1: talking about my parents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, enough said on that. But it, it was it was a great game, and it was, you know, it's, hey, both these teams might be back. I don't know who the quarterback at Georgia is going to be, but, you know, they'll have a great defense, as they always do. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if we're seeing these two teams back next year. But that said, even though the games in the semifinals were blowouts, I still am glad we got a Cincinnati, a group of five team in. I was glad to see Michigan, some new blood getting in there. And I think that that helped uh, college football, even though I'm still worried they're they're still haggling over that 12 team playoff. Come Jackson. on, Bill Hancock. You're up there handing out handing out
1: hardware when you need to be in a in a dark room somewhere, at least getting to eight teams. I don't know about twelve, but give us eight, Bill. Come
0: it's on, SEC Bill. SEC jealousy. It's just that people are thinking, oh, if we go to twelve, they're going to be eight SEC teams. It's like I don't care. Just, I don't care. But they get to do. Eight. They do get to eight.
1: Is four, there, is work, there, four work, four work, get to eight.
0: I, I want eight too, but I wonder if they're thinking of twelve. Oh my God! It's just going to be the SEC show, but it already is. We just saw all SEC final. Second time we've seen that
1: in fifteen years. And if you think if you want, if you want them out of the championship round, yeah. beat them, beat them, whoop them. You yeah. have a chance. Get after them. And they, Texas, play, they play yeah. FBS teams in non conference. Take a shot. Take your yeah. best shot. Texas Longhorns, you have a chance next season to directly <laughs> impact the CFP. All you got to do is beat Alabama.
0: That's good, all. Good. Do they, have, home. do they have a chance? Is, is that what's the line on that? I wonder, I,
1: like, I don't see that line. Alabama I don't see that
0: line. 14,
1: Maybe like the bath. that might be like the bathroom line at Bucky's. That's <laughs> gonna be out the door.
0: I don't want to oh, see that line. Oh, Bucky's. I mean, are you a Bucky's advocate now? That was, you know, that was one of your studies thing. You finally graced Bucky's doors.
1: Here's oh. the thing, Doug. Uh, this covet thing, man, and we're about to talk about that. I don't like crowds anymore. I used to love crowds and, 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 and now I try to avoid them. If I'm working, like I'm like, I went to the, the Longhorns, Oklahoma game, mm. uh, on, on when on Tuesday night, but I don't, I, I try to avoid crowds, but that was an amazing experience. Cleanest bathrooms I've ever been to. And All I have right. maid service here at my house. They don't do that good a job. They do a good job, but. Man, I was like, I could take a nap on this bathroom floor. This is
0: so clean. Plus, in plus here. they're like 3,000 gas pumps, so you can spread out. The the Bucky's itself is about three football fields long. So oh my god. You know, and each
1: a, urinal had a hand sanitizer next yeah. to it. Each one. And
0: then there's oh, a guy in there that washes your hands for you, right? And you know. oh yeah.
1: And I took the I took a picture with Bucky and you know and did you get uh, some
0: candy? They got the best candy in the world. No, know. I just got a chopped beef sandwich and um, I don't like chopped beef. I, I'm not a big chop... You know, we're, we're barbecue efficient. But you don't, like, you don't like chopped beef. Yeah, I do. But I, not do, but I like chopped beef. It. Yeah, oh, I loved
1: it. It was fine. I'm
0: just, it's don't, gas don't, station it.
1: chopped beef, Doug, so you know I, mean? I I mean? I mean, for, for what you're getting, it was great. And then I went to the one in Temple, me and Bev, and had a blast, had a blast. And people, those, man, those cash registers, they get you out of there pretty quick. We we're I was yeah. only in line oh, yeah. they for, uh, for about five minutes before I took a photo with the beaver. You know, one of my yeah. Facebook followers goes, uh, which, which, which one is on the left and which one's on the right. And I was like, oh, that's not funny. That's not <laughs> funny at all. So, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it and I'll be back. And, maybe maybe and, this year. We'll
0: see. Speaking of barbecue, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't express condolences to the John Miller family. Uh, Man, that bar-
1: hurt, duck. That hurt.
0: Barbecue legend, you know, grandson Louis Miller's, you know, and Taylor. And it just, you know, he was just a legend in the barbecue world. And, uh, you know, had his share of troubles and passed on in uh, 2021, and he will be missed. And uh, how
1: many times did we go to one of his trucks and he'd see us and he'd He'd grab us and he'd, and he'd force us to the front of the line, mm-hmm. give us barbecue. we pay for it. And then he'd cuss us out because he hadn't seen us in a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if ever there was a term called tough love, he exhibited it when it came to
0: us. <laughs> he gave us grief. There was only one one of him. And uh, he You're was going to miss him. He will be missed. Yes, he will. Well, man, let's um, –
1: you know, we've talked about the Longhorns. We've talked about the, um, you know, the year that was. Um, let's start with high school football because right before I went on vacation, mm-hmm. um, I, I went to the state championship game, and the LBJ Jaguars finished as a as a runner up. Great season, but the but the Westlake Chaparrales, they sent Todd Dodge off into retirement with a seventh state championship and a third straight, an unprecedented three-peat in Class 6A. How great was that? And um, what will you remember most about, about your dealings with Todd Dodge, who, in my opinion, is the, the greatest head coach ever in, college, in high school football?
0: Well, I mean, you know, he's kind of the modern day, uh, Gordon Wood.
1: He is. He's right the there.
0: High school football at Brownwood forever. And, uh, Todd J- Dodge was just a great offensive mind, you know, covered him, uh, as a quarterback at Texas back when, uh, they still had some growing pains and couldn't always get out of their own way. But, uh, you know, was a great player in high school himself at Port Arthur Jefferson and he and Brent Duhon both came to Texas and rewrote a lot of the record books. and. Uh, just a, a real classy guy, and we kind of always thought, you know, he married Abby Neptune's daughter, and we always kind of thought he might end up back at uh, Westlake as he did. And it's uh, kind of sad to see an era end because uh, there was just some dominant football year in, year out uh, once he got his uh, program up and running there. And Tony Salazar, uh, you know, as the new head coach, a former defensive czar, uh, was a huge linchpin in that uh, – that dynasty run they've had I, I expect him to do very well and uh kind of pick up where uh, todd dodge left off
1: i really like tony I, I got to talk to him uh right right before their semifinal game and and uh i mean right after their semifinal game um at dkr and they you know that's the one that um dabble sweeney was there right to see uh kate and um Salazar is going to be fine. Um,
0: He's such a beloved guy. They man.
1: love him already. The kids, the kids went to bat for him like they had to. It was a no brainer. Um, I'm sure he'll keep most of that offensive assistant staff intact because why? Why try to fix something that's not broken? Okay. Not and, broken. And that defense, uh, man. Ethan Burke, wow, coming yeah. to Texas, disruptive. Uh, defender, they, they're going to be just fine. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, shout out to LBJ. I mean, they 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 stubbed their toe in the championship game, four fumbles in the first quarter. That's but Jamal tough. Fenner did a one hell of a job he really getting did. that team uh, from a state semifinal in 2020 to the state championship game in 2021, sending kids to D1 programs. Uh, doing it the right way, and ASD, they better pay him. He's woefully underpaid, and the facilities suck at LBJ. They've got to do better. When you got a big time coach, duck, you got to mm-hmm. surround him with big time resources to keep the train moving.
0: Yeah. Well, there's so many obstacles when you're an inner city program in this day and age, when you know the suburban schools, you know, just seem to be dominating the landscape, and so. Yeah, hats off to him. And, and to get so close these last two years, it, it kind of breaks you a little bit. But, again, just like we said, it took Todd Dodge a while to build that culture back up at Westlake. And and he's got it going now at LBJ. And uh, like you say, with a little help, maybe they'll get over the hump as well.
1: Well, Doug, another, another part of the year was the, the July 1st. Name, image, and likeness provisions went into effect for college. ever happened to
0: that, did that have any effect? I haven't heard any more about it. So uh, there's too
1: many people cashing in. I just hear the sound ching
0: ching Not ching not I, us. I don't
1: I don't know that it that you know. I think I love I love that it happened, but this transfer yeah. portal, I think, just bursting at the seams now because I think a lot of these kids are entering the portal. Making sure that that they haven't minimized themselves right. cash wise, because they can look in that portal and go, "Hey, here I am. How yeah. much you got?" So but don't you
0: uh, don't you think that's one of the unforeseen negatives, mm-hmm. uh, unforeseen consequences? Of this thing, the grass is always greener, and not everybody's Quinn Ewers can go get the, a million dollars by going to Ohio State, and who knows what he's going to get here at Texas? I mean. You know, and then you hear A&M with the number one ranked recruiting class and talk about $30 million. You can't call it a slush fund anymore. Uh, And they they had
1: the nerve to laugh at Texas paying 50 Gs per (laughs) offensive lineman. Uh, That is – I'm not even sure if that's uh,
0: enough. That's cookie jar money
1: compared to what the Aggies are
0: doing. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's all above board, but I don't know what, what what's the long-term effect of that said, uh, does that concern you? I know we're both happy for the players that they getting their piece of the pie, but how big a concern do you have moving forward? I think it's a big concern because I think the halves
1: can still buy players and offer even more money. Uh, a lot of them were cheating to begin with, and now they can, now they can come across the front of the table. To, except underneath that they can be above the table and go, okay, here's $2 million. You're the best quarterback in America. Then you're going to put come play for us unless you don't want 2 million bucks. Yeah, it's going to uh, become the pros, duck. It's going it to become the is. pros. It, it, it um, already is. But it, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll have more kids staying for four years because well, the money's good. That's
0: true. Well, we did our three part series on uh, name, image, and likeness this uh, past June and July, and uh, that could be a, a, a good positive that comes out of this. If, more program uh, guys, more program guys stick around little no longer. It's well, not, but but, Doug, how are you going
1: to feel though when you're when we're walking into the games and we see. We're going to see in like five years, we'll see limousines pulling up and football players getting out of the limos to go get dressed because they can afford it. I mean, when does it stop? Bigger,
0: I'm going to have to get a bigger limo. to keep up <laughs> my I had not thought about that. That's going to bust my budget. So, oh, my God. You know, it's, it's going to, you know, the fans are always the one that they get disillusioned. People like us in the business, we knew what was going on, what it was like, and, yeah, you can't write about it because you can't always prove it because they cover the tracks so much. But uh, I don't know. I think the old school, and probably you know, people my age and even fifty and older, are probably lamenting the 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 loss of amateur athletics. It has been that for quite some while, as you and I both know. But I think it, it, it will lose something when it's so clearly professional football when they are going to get paid. And now you are going to have you are going to have uh, these some star players with IRS problems, and oh, he didn't pay his income tax, and they thought, well, I thought this autograph guy that paid me hundred grand was going to pay the income tax. Was, no, you was, didn't. That was a contract. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff like that that away from the game that will be unsavory. I think. And
1: you know, kudos to Chris Del Conte uh, over at Texas. They put together some programs that are that are helping. Uh, guys and girls who who are going to be having these issues, how to deal with it? They're, they're bringing in tax pros and they're bringing in accountants. They're going to need that, duck. They're going to yeah. need it because uh, the money's not going away. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: It is. It is, and we're going to see bidding wars, and we already are. You know, uh, you know, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. What, what was it? I think it may have been Eastern Michigan he offered him a million dollars to go play with it. Why not? If you know, if you got one big. Booster at Eastern Michigan. Why not? You know, see if you can, uh, you know, turn somebody's head.
1: The biggest question is, if he said no to Eastern Michigan, what are they going to pay him? Where, what's he yeah. going to command at a, at a bigger Power Five school?
0: Was well, he at a, is he at USC yet? I don't know that's the
1: going. word, but as of this taping, yeah. you know, nothing official.
0: Well, Jackson um, Dart's transferring, and Keaton Slovis transferred to Pitt, I guess it was so. Just a matter of time. But, uh, yeah, program sales would be great because you need a program to tell who the players are. So, uh, and Texas, Sarkisian is taking full advantage of it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Now, we look We look at March
1: and the Baylor basketball team wins oh. a national championship. Baylor, the, the Big 12 is going to be cha- changing its face in a couple of years. We know mm-hmm. that. OU and Texas going to the SEC. Baylor has, has laid down the gauntlet. They, they are going, they're grabbing for the gold ball and Baylor is saying Waco is the new epicenter of the big 12 mm-hmm. A football sugar bowl title that followed a basketball title. And Kim Mulkey left is, 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 is the grass ever going to be greener in Waco than it is right now.
0: You know, it's pretty lush grass right there right now, and Mac Rhodes deserves a lot of credit. Yes, you know, sir, he does for hiring Matt Rule and then Dave Aranda. On top of that, and I, I voted for Dave Aranda for National Coach of the Year for, you know, going from two and seven to a uh, twelve and two. First time they win twelve games, win the Sugar Bowl, beat Ole Miss, and.
1: I don't and never, know. And never raising his voice the whole time.
0: Yeah, we're just talking about just calm and steady, you know. Friend of the podcast. It's emotional. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, sitting pretty for Baylor right now. So, and hey, Texas Tech, you know, they won their uh, bowl game, beat the Pirate, and, uh, you know, Cincinnati. Well, I
1: didn't yeah. show up for that one, did he?
0: Uh, he really didn't, you know. And Cincinnati, you know, they're coming to the Big 12, and BYU, and Cincinnati made the. CFP. So, you know, you could argue, you know, Big 12 might come out of this. Okay. It won't make the same TV money, obviously. And then look at basketball now. You mentioned Bayer won it all last year. They're number one this year. And rolling. You know, got that great transfer from Arizona and, you know, just great defensive team and rebounding. And it's good to be a Bear right now. But
1: you see that uh, Mac Rhodes hires two good coaches in a row, Matt Rule. Dave Aranda, Charlie Strong didn't work out for Texas. And 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 now we got, and then we get Tom Herman and Steve Sarkeesian. I'm not saying Tom Herman was a bad hire because the numbers, Duck, were mm-hmm. pretty decent. Yeah. But it's possible that it's been two bad hires out of three yeah. for, for the Bevos here in the last six years.
0: Yeah, it is. They've got their work cut out for them. And, and, and even Oklahoma, maybe Oklahoma takes a step back now that Lincoln Riley's gone and Caleb Williams is is probably leaving Brett Venables first time head coach. You don't know. There may be some growing pains in that. And if you don't have your star quarterback, uh, you know, maybe the whole big 12 playing field got leveled a little bit for this next year. And maybe the year after that, who knows, but, uh, because uh, Oklahoma State came on, you know, almost won the Big Twelve. You know, beat Notre Dame in the bowl game. Uh, you know, you got a couple of uh, top ten teams in Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, with the, the youngster coaching Bob Stoops. You know, <laughs> he went again. So well, he was having fun. Well, he was. Well, he, he was, was having a blast. I was curious how many bowl games you watched. I I didn't watch all that many, but I love the Rose Bowl. That Ohio State Utah game was awesome, and then I watched that Purdue one. Tennessee, Purdue Tennessee, the Music City Bowl was was riveting as well. Yeah, that's where Tennessee scored, and they didn't give him the touchdown, and said the guy was down, even though it looked like a bad call. So, oh, when
1: he a, reached out, when he reached out across uh-huh. the goal ride, the running back that was a touchdown, Doug. Yeah. That
0: was a Yeah, and then later put it on Ole Miss. So there were some some good games, not in the semifinals of CFP, but there were some good bowl games. <laughs>
1: What all right before we before we uh get to the NFL, what was your favorite memory from the this past sports year? What will you remember it for?
0: Oh, let's see.
1: Yeah. I'll 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 go first. Well, because okay. I sprung this on you, well, I'll let you think. Um, I'll remember it for the fans coming back to the games. Mm-hmm. 2020 was those seasons were played in empty stadiums. Um, you know, they some some of the leagues figured out how to get noise in there, and they use lighting and all of that uh, fake crowd noise. But I, I remember 2021 first, COVID still being around, but the fans came back. Stadiums were packed once again, mm-hmm. um, and and you realize how much uh, more important. How big a part of the whole scenery, the pageantry, the tradition, that fans are—you um, you don't miss them until they go away—and it mm-hmm. was a, it was a much more fun season because of the fans.
0: And we Our saw way. it last night. We we saw it uh, in the Monday night national championship game. You know, Georgia fans were going crazy. You know, forty-one years without a title, so. You know, and we got the NCAA basketball tournament back after a year without it. So uh, it's just part of the fabric of our society. And and we know how big a part it is. It's escape for a lot of a lot of people. But it's uh, it's a means of making a living for us and other people. And it's such a uh, you do recognize it and appreciate it more once it's gone and when it's taken away. I, I wonder, too, if we could ever go back, you know, we're. We got this Omicron surge, and hospitalizations are up. And you'd hate to see us come this far, and then just, you know, take a step back.
1: And, Vicious and- cycle, man. It just feels yeah. like we're we're going right back to where we were. And it's so strange that here we are in 2022, and we're still having those conversations. You 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 ask someone to get masked up and they they take it as a personal affront. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And
1: people look at you funny if you're in the store with a mask on. And right. and I'm like, you can look at me all you want. I'm masking up because I'm I've had I've had both shots and and the booster. Me too. So I've been st- I've been stabbed 3 times and if there's a fourth, I'm in that line too. Yeah. And it's not because I'm trying to make some kind of point. I just don't want this thing to kill me. And that is that's the God's honest truth. I, I'm doing whatever I can to stay on this side of the dirt.
0: I know. And not everybody feels this way. It's obviously very polarizing. It's filled heavily over in the sports. Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. Antonio Brown had a fake vaccination card, you know, so there's just no escaping. Idioc. There's no escaping it. So it Makes uh, you
1: wonder if those are bad guys. I mean, I'm not telling you you have to get vaxxed, but don't lie to me. Don't lie to me and don't come up with a fake heart. Just right. don't get
0: vaxxed. Well, don't and it's, be a liar. It's, it's the one thing if it's just about you, but we affect other people, our decisions affect other people and that's in other businesses that can get shut down. And, and so it goes beyond a, a personal statement. I think uh, when you think of the greater good and I don't see it as a sacrifice myself, because I'm not uh, wary of the vaccinations, but uh, I don't know, it's just it's still out there, it, it hadn't gone away, and like you said, I fully expect we're gonna get a fourth booster shot and maybe mm-hmm. a fifth after that. I haven't got my flu shot yet. Have you? No, no, but I, I, need, I will, I need to do that as well. So, uh, but yeah, that hadn't gone away. So, but as far as other memories, I mean, Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl. You know, now he's forty-four and and, and trying trying to uh, get yet another one. Hey, is um your son John Tyler? He was this
1: huge Brady fan, and he was everything Patriots. But now that Brady's with Tampa Bay, is he is he still Tom Brady's biggest fan, or is he split between the?
0: The bucks well, in the past. He's still much, very much a Tom Brady guy. So it was and, always more Brady than New York. Yeah, he's gonna root for him, you know, thick and thin. So uh, but uh it, you know, it's like and I was looking at our picks for uh, the NFL season that just finished and now you know I, I thought we did pretty well in our playoff picks. We
1: did great. Uh, we we did both we we got the, we got we both got six out of the eight division divisions, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um I got um what did I get? I, I, I predicted Matt Stafford would throw 40 touchdowns. He threw yes, 41. He did. Yes, she um, did. I think he might get the MVP. I predicted uh, Michael Parsons for defensive MVP. All right. Um, A for the NFC and Kyle Pitts. I got Kyle Pitts for AFC. Yeah,
0: so. I love Kyle Pitts. He just I got, no, I got
1: Kyle, Pitts, Kyle Pitts for defensive and um, – I mean, Kyle Pitts for offensive and Michael Parsons for defensive. I think I got both of those right. Yeah, I missed on the Cowboys though. Eight nine, duck. I had yeah, them at I eight nine.
0: I, I I think I had the Texans going forward and thirteen, which is what they did. Uh, oh, we both did. We both
1: had them at yeah. four.
0: Yeah, we both yeah. got that one right. We know futility when we see it. So
1: uh, before we get out of here, and it's been great. This has been just absolutely we'll great. You Are you as wor- worried about the Dallas Cowboys as I am? Yeah, you're okay. gonna be. You're gonna be there on right. on Sunday. The 49ers are no joke, Doug. They aren't. They are not a joke. They are a physical bunch, and that kind of play travels in the playoffs. Dallas doesn't come across to me as the most physical attack. They don't. And I'm worried that the 49ers might uh, come in here and do to Dallas what Denver did to them earlier this season and just
0: run over them. I mean, I think it could happen. Like you said, they're physical. They can run the ball. Got a great defensive front. They can put pressure on Dak Prescott. You know, and even though, you know, I guess they've won, won three out of four, something like that, looked good against the Eagles, mm-hmm. which, which we're playing without Jalen Hurts, obviously, in the, in the finale. But I just don't know where their confidence is either. And... Uh,
1: Anyone can beat up on the Redskins. Pardon yeah. that. Pardon my... My faux pas. Anyone can beat up on the Washington football team. I'm sorry. They recall the you know what's for many yeah. years, and sometimes I, I slip up like I do. Call the Chargers, San Diego. Oh, habits die hard, but I, no offense intended. But anyone can beat up on that ragtag bunch. They they were not very good this year.
0: Well, when you Dallas look at Dallas, six, oh, six and 6 and zero, 0 the division.
1: Yeah, and and and, and seven five. seven and sure. five against everybody else. Six and five. and against everybody else? Yeah. That doesn't move the needle, Doug.
0: Not dominant. That's not dominant. So, Do you think they'll survive this one? I think it's going to come down in the fourth quarter, whoever makes a big play. I think it's totally up for grabs. You know, I don't think either team's going to – I'm not a big believer in Jimmy G, even though he looked good uh, on Sunday against the Rams. But, you know, they've got some confidence now. And when you have a defense and you run the ball, you're not predicated on – Garoppolo throwing for 300 yards and 50 passes, so yeah, I think it's up for
1: grabs. And we know Jimmy, we know Jimmy G is is battling a a thumb injury or what have you, similar to Casey Thompson. But do you think, do you think he's good enough to really give Dallas?
0: Not by himself, not by himself, but with the running game, and you know if they get Trent Williams back and. You know, Joey Bosa in that front, you know, they can they can cause some pain. You know, like I said, Dak's been kind of up and down, you know, lately. And, you know, but, you know, they still have weapons. And how about Cedric Wilson coming on? And in- said Wilson is bringing it, man. He, he is Schultz bringing Schultz. it. He, he and Schultz, the tight end. I mean, they got a lot of weapons. So. I, I don't I I think I'd probably pick the Cowboys because it's one of those things like the NCA basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 12 versus five, you know, this five is gonna get upset. And they hear it all week. And so, you know, San Francisco's not gonna come sleepwalking in here or Dallas mm-hmm. sleepwalking. Oh my god, I didn't know they were any good. <laughs> uh, so something tells me that Cowboys are gonna do enough to get by, but uh, it's gonna be a scary, scary game. Real, real
1: quick, I know we don't do the picks anymore, but uh, I'm going to run down these record. Raiders at Bengals, what you thought?
0: Uh, I got the Bengals. Uh, I like Joe Burrow. I, I think he's very unflappable, and uh, he and Joe Mixon can can team up. Uh, you know, Raiders kind of dealing with house money. You got they, are.
1: they are, but they're not as talented. Jamar Chase, no. uh, the Raiders can't guard downfield. No. Uh, Patriots have Bills. That's, uh, the, the, they split during the regular season, each team winning on the other team's uh, home field. This one's in in Buffalo, and I don't know if it's going to be snowing, but it's Saturday night. It's supposed I, to be bad I, weather, I think. I'm going to go Buffalo in that one. What do you think?
0: I like Buffalo. I think, you know, New England's had their good run. Belichick's done a masterful job with a rookie uh, quarterback and no great star power on offense. So mm-hmm. I I think Buffalo's – they're, they're still on the rise. I like the Bills.
1: We we both think the Buccaneers are going to take out Philadelphia in, sure. in quick order, right? Sure. So yeah. there's there's really no discussion there. Last one: Steelers at Chiefs. That's I mean next to last. That's 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 an interesting one. I don't think Big Ben has enough juice to bother the Kansas no. City Chiefs, but I, I love Najee Harris, the running back.
0: Maybe they'd have some magic third Hines field, maybe. But the Chiefs kind of found themselves. They're still not running on. Mm, they're, they're not high octane right now, but yeah,
1: plenty good, good enough to take out the Steelers. Last one, this is mm-hmm. the best game of the weekend, I think, Cardinals at Rams.
0: I like the Rams. I like a good team coming off a loss. And even though Arizona came off a loss, too, they've lost their swagger. You know, yeah, they matched up well with Dallas. Kyler Murray runs Texas Stadium or, yeah, AT&T, Cowboys Stadium. He runs it. He runs it. Yeah, that's his personal playground. But I think uh, coming off a loss, Stafford will play better uh, and could have given it all away, I think, if Arizona had won against Seattle. So mm-hmm. I think the Rams will take care of business.
1: I do, too, and we'll save our super- – well, if you want, we could – yeah, we're. this is going to be in the – this is going to be in the paper tomorrow. So we'll save our Super Bowl picks. Read them in the Statesman. I'll go ahead and tell you. I I picked Kansas City at the beginning of the year. I'm yes. not switching on that. I, I I'm, but I picked them to. Uh, I picked them to beat the uh, man. I don't even remember. Oh, I picked them to beat Tampa Bay. I picked them to beat Tampa Bay. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 sticking with that because that feels like that could happen. Even though I think the Los Angeles Rams are plenty talented enough to to take out Tampa
0: Bay. Yeah, I kind of like the Packers. I think. uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is feeling it. You know, this whole year is kind of built built for him since his that, final his final year with the Packers, huh? Uh, yeah, that's right. He'll be the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Go ahead and start that rumor. Where do you think he'll be? Uh, th- Pittsburgh
1: Steelers are going to get either Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson.
0: Is their offensive line talented enough that they want to play there?
1: They'll draft. They'll draft there, but they're plenty talented enough on both ends. They'll load up in the draft for linemen. There'll be some good ones on the free agent market. The Steelers will be better up front next year. And Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson are both pretty good scramblers. Um, Bevy of weapons in Pittsburgh. A good young running back in Najee Harris. Uh, good receivers in Deontay Johnson. Juju Smith will be back. Uh, Claypool's up and down. Good young tight end in Farmouth. And that mm-hmm. defense has a playmaker. TJ Watts is as good as anybody. Craig uh, Craig Hayward's son, Cameron, is great. And you got Minka on the back end. Uh, There's a a lot to like. I mean, the Steelers are are built for championships, but they need to plug up that offensive line, the worst offensive line they've had in a decade easily. I just
0: wonder if they could win it all if Aaron Rodgers will think, man, I got a good thing going here. You know, now the chemistry seems
1: great over there too.
0: Yeah, I don't it doesn't seem like he's got a real beef with Matt LaFleur. I but, think he hates the front office though. Yeah, so. yeah, I do too. And it's like maybe, you know, I mean Jordan Love, has he done anything to make you think, Oh yeah, he's he's the answer. He took a knee so, last week. Uh looking <clears> at <throat> doing it too. Yeah. So looked real I good doing know. it. Tom Rogers maybe he kind of comes to his senses and realize hey, it ain't so bad to be in a place like Green Bay that worships you and and uh and he, reti- and, and he and and I I would hope they would retire there. Yeah.
1: But I, I think the Russell Wilson marriage with Pete Carroll is over. Yeah, yeah. And while we're at it, before we get out of here, shout out Quandre Diggs. Gruesome injury, Duck, gruesome injury in the season finale. I talked to him on um on Monday night. I texted with him. He said he was getting surgery on Tuesday. And uh, his head is up. He's in good spirits, and he's he's going to be back better than ever.
0: Good. Well, let's hope so. We he's a favorite of ours, and uh, hope he's better than ever when he comes back.
1: Yep. So. And condolences go out to the Shipley family. Yes. Uh, they lost the matriarch. We we love we love Coach Shipley. We love Jordan, friend of the podcast Jackson. Uh, just just a great football family, and and we all you know you you never want to see anything like that happen, but. It um, you know, that that's tough, but uh, prayers go out to them as well.
0: Yeah. And it's been great being back with you guys again. That's great. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening to our uh, humble little podcast here and I wish we are to-
1: back, Duck. We're back. We're going to be better than ever next week. We're going to probably have a good guest. We're hoping to land a former Dallas Cowboy that's called a radio tease. <laughs> going to talk some playoffs with us. We're hoping to get Brian Davis in because UT basketball is is up and running in conference play. Maybe get Daniel to talk to those women. The basketball teams have had their ups and downs, and yeah. uh, we're getting to that part of the year where basketballs is going to be taking some, some center stage. So <laughs> we'll get those guys in into the dungeon to uh, have their take on things. But all minds clear, that's going to do it for 245. So glad to be back. We're going to be back more than ever for the duck, Kirk Bowles. I'm Sed Golden. We'll see you next time.
0: Y'all be safe. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode.
1: Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.